Good evening, everyone. Today is October the 31st, 2019. It's Hall Halloween, All Hallows' Eve. Hope you guys are having a nice fall evening. Whatever you may do, whatever you may be doing, I guess you'll be you'll be listening to this right now if you're hearing my voice. But anyway, this is episode 20, 28, and we will be discussing the best tools to spy on your competition. Whether you have a publishing network, or you, you, you're in the e-commerce, or whatever you may be doing, it's important to, to know what other people are doing in your industry, and we're going to talk about that now. So if you give me just a few seconds, I will be right with you. You know, I think research is very important when you're in business for yourself. You need to, to know what's going on out there. And I, I mean, you will not believe the things that I find just in the, the search engines alone that <clears throat> that's really intriguing. And I'm like, I'm wondering how, how do I do that? So I keep a list of websites that I, that I found, you know, that are ranking for various keywords and and I observe them and study them and I, I you know, sometimes I go back several months later or even years later and and see how they're doing and it's just amazing that you know some of them have have stuck around <clears throat> so I use various tools to do that but <coughs> excuse me I've had I'm trying to get a cold I'm losing my voice probably not going to be able to to finish the the entire show because I'm slowly losing my voice but anyway, my point is, if you want to use some of the tools that we've mentioned tonight on some stuff that, that I have found, that I have not even researched yet, I mean, there's just so many so many things to do, and I have to wear so many hats, as people do when they own their business, that I just can't, it's just impossible, impossible for me to get, to get everything done. So, you can, I think I'm going to, to leave that on the episode page. So if you go to digitpio.com slash episode 28, you can see, you can look at some of the things that I have found and study them yourself using the tools that we're going to talk to you about, talk about tonight. This kind of goes along with, with spying or not, not, not the spying that's the word I'm looking for. Well, the topics that we discussed actually the week before last because there was a podcast last week about finding out as much as you can about people. Find out where they live, see if they're, what they're telling you is matching up to reality. And now we're going to do that with businesses and with specifically online businesses and we're going to spy on them. I'm going to show you the tools that I use. Some of them are paid, some of them are free. So that you can do that efficiently. Maybe you can you can not copy, but maybe do what they're doing, but do it better, or put your own twist on it, or any of that kind of thing. So, as usual, you can find all of our podcasts at digitpire.com/podcast, where you can watch, you can listen live. <coughs> We're also on the Spreaker podcast platform, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. 
and more to follow as we find more networks to spread our message or our whatever. So if you just give me a few moments, I will be with you shortly and we will, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to take some, I'm, I'm not I'm going to go through all news that is news and technology and e-commerce. Then I'm going to answer some questions that I've had from previous episodes. And then I'm going to, if we have time, if I see that we have enough time and we're not running out of time, I'm going to go over a, a couple of websites that I, that I mentioned that I'm going to, I mentioned a few episodes ago that I want to have like a builder buy segment of the show where I discuss a pull two or three websites or apps or digital properties out of the out of different marketplaces and briefly study them to you know to see whether I would be better for me just to build something similar or just buy it outright because like I've said a million times before there is an opportunity cost to all of our all of our time and sometimes it just makes more sense to buy something outright than to build it yourself if the numbers work. So I will be with you in a few short moments. Okay, so something just came across my email because I'm sitting on my computer while I do this, of course, even though with Spreaker, the Spreaker app on your phone, you can actually do your podcast completely mobile and do it from your phone, whether you're on the beach or on the, in the mountain, if you, as long as you have internet access. Wherever you, may, wherever you have internet access and a mobile phone, you can do your podcast and actually get a lot of work done. But anyway, before I go off on some... The benefits of living the digital lifestyle tangent. I'm going to mention this because you guys already know all about that by now. <clears throat> but anyway, something came across my email um, about a meetup, and meetups are ex you know excellent way to to meet people and to network and and get to know your just to get to know people and you know and just to to, to be social. Uh, you know, even if you're introverted, I think it's good to 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 get out and, and meet people and and just kind of, of mingle as much as as you can tolerate, as much as you feel comfortable with. Not it's probably not the best term to use, but as much as that you feel comfortable with. And meetup is an excellent way to do that because when you work from home, you know whether you're you you're in business and you're working from home, or or what, or even if you're working working remotely and you're working for someone else working remotely it can you can you can be isolated quite a bit and it can get lonely at times so you know doing a meetup is an excellent way to kind of mingle and get to to know people and, and socialize a little bit so yeah i would highly recommend it there's a lot of meetups you know especially um depending on, on what city you're in if you're in, you know, real, you know, relatively, there is everywhere. So wherever you may be in the world, go to meetup.com and find some places, find some meetings that you may be interested in, and network with your peers or whatever you might you want to learn more about or or this whatever. I think it's an excellent resource. So anyway, I didn't mean that to be a commercial for a meetup, but uh, so next I am going to. 
go over all news that is news in e-commerce and that technology. And then I'm going to answer questions from episode 22, Making Money with Viral Sites. And again, you can find that episode at digipire.com slash episode 22. You can find all of our episodes from the corresponding episode number. So, for example, you can find this episode at digipire.com slash episode 28. And I try to list the resources and a summary of what I've talked about or discussed on the episode page. Then I'm I'm going to answer questions. I'm going to go over I'm going to answer the questions, and then I'm going to, if we have time, and I see that we have enough time, I'm going to discuss a couple. Uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to continue my build it or buy it series. I'm going to pick a couple of virtual properties, an app, and a website to go over whether it's whether it behooves me or whomever to build it or buy it because there's an opportunity cost for our time and sometimes it does not make sense to if you can depending on the numbers it makes more sense to actually buy something that's already built and earning revenue than it is to start from scratch but sometimes the the opposite is true so i'm going to pick a couple of virtual properties and go over that and and point you to some resources there's a lot of different things you can you can buy online. You can buy Shopify stores. You can buy websites. You can buy apps. You can buy a little bit of everything, but you have to be a very careful, very, very careful. It's a buyer beware. And I can talk a lot about just that. And then we're going to get into the main topic. So if you just give me a few short moments, I will be right with you. Okay, this first piece of news comes from KTIV.com, and it is a Sioux City, Iowa, um, shoot, Sioux, I'm sorry, hold on just a second. Okay, so Sioux City, Iowa, uh, news channel, I'm not sure why this popped up on my feed, but I thought it was irrelevant to uh, technology, what we're trying to, to talk about here, and so... It says, four major wireless carriers team up to make changes to texting. Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Sprint have teamed up to change the way texting carries across networks. The four major wireless carriers issued a joint press release saying that they're working on a project called Crossed Carrier Messaging Initiative, or CCMI. The initiative calls for an inter interoperable messaging service called Rich Communication Service, which may eventually replace the current system in its SMS, which stands for Short Messaging Service. The companies say the new system will offer better high-quality pictures and videos as well as better group chats. The system will also allow consumers to chat with their favorite brands, order rideshare, pay bills, or schedule appointments. A new standalone app that uses the new standard is expected on Android phones by 2020. 
the general manager for, for CCMI says the goal is to make sure user chats are private and that the app being developed offers an experience a users that can trust. And I think that I think it's a good thing. I know that if you're, you know, depending on what network you're using or whatever, a lot of times if you're using emojis or, or if you're especially if you're group chatting or some of the features like the iPhone offers, uh, they don't offer for Android users. I know I talk to people on that have iPhones and they have little features like if I say something, it'll have if I say something to them, comment on it, they'll reply back with so and so liked your comment or whatever instead of actually replying back. And I think that's something exclusive to iPhone from what, what I understand. So I guess uh, this will make everything a little bit more uniform so everyone has the same experience. So I guess that's what they're going for. It'll be interesting to see how it all turns out. Okay, this next piece comes from CNBC.com and is titled Amazon is making two-hour grocery delivery free for all our Prime members. And I'm going to read it verbatim for a couple paragraphs. Amazon just added a new perk to its popular Prime membership program, Free Grocery Delivery. Amazon announced on Tuesday that it will start delivering grocery products within a two-hour window to all Prime members living in the 2000 Rangers eligible for the service. That means Prime members who pay $119 per year in the U.S. for free shipping and other benefits like Prime Video and Music will now also be able to get free grocery, sh free grocery shipments for products ranging from fresh meats and veggies to snacks. I know that in Columbus, there, I mean, it's very nice because we can get, we can get, I mean, about anything. You never have to leave the house if you don't want to, like in Columbus. Well, exactly it's like that in my hometown too in Huntington, but pretty not as much. But you don't have to leave the house if you want to. You don't even have to leave the house if you don't want to. You can get everything delivered. You can even have people come to come to your house and work for you. I mean, using apps and services and, you know, just do little household chores for you and whatnot. I mean, it's getting to the point where nobody needs to even leave the house, especially if you work from home, whether you have your own business online or whether you're working for someone else or from home or just whatever. It's pretty fascinating. So until now, Prime members had to pay an additional $14.99 per month to get access to Amazon Fresh, a separate program that offered free two-hour grocery delivery. Amazon's VP of Grocery Delivery, Stephanie Landry, told CNPC that groceries have been one of the fastest-growing segments at Amazon, and the new program would effectively make Amazon Fresh a free benefit for all Prime members. Uh, this is funny. This this one just popped up. Amazon used Whole Foods as a learning experience, says expert. So I think that this offering is truly a game changer and that this is going to grow into one of the most beloved benefits of Prime. So, the change... Shoot, hold on. Put your workflows in the cloud. The oh, change... Okay. Sorry about that. Love you. <laughs> the change reflects Amazon's growing delivery efficiency as it looks to shorten delivery time, which in turn leads to more frequent purchases and bigger spending. Which is interesting because the margins are razor thin on groceries and all that kind of thing, and they're even uh, probably even thinner on on the delivery part of it. I mean, it's just it's just interesting, but I guess it's all part of Amazon's desire to uh, rule the world, and they're into everything, aren't they? So yeah, that's that, and you can find that again on CNBC. So moving on. What's the next piece of news that I want to tell you guys? Okay, this one was uh, this was actually 
it says one in six millennials have at least $100,000 saved. And this was an, an analysis by flowingdata.com. And it was just done the other day and it showed up on my feed. And uh, you can read it. It's at flowingdata.com. And if you if you type in when Americans reach 100K in savings, and they were specifically targeting millennials and one in six millennials, you know, up to from 23 to 37 years old have a have a hundred thousand dollars saved and you know i'm wondering they use the the net worth figure i mean they they you know they're using net worth not that they have actually one hundred thousand dollars saved which is kind of misleading they're talking about they have a hundred thousand dollar net worth which i thought was very interesting i mean this might be the first generation to have a you know an abnormally large group of people that that are making money online or you know making money and living in this digital economy i mean they grew up with it they they just grew up with it unlike my generation where they didn't that was like an oddball i was a big nerd for being on the computer and and playing with my Commodore computer when i was in sixth and seventh grade i was like and you know connecting to prodigy and and you know CompuServe and and CNET and not CNET. What was the name of what was the QLink? That was the predecessor to Quant or Quantum Link. That was the predecessor to America Online. It's what evolved into America Online. So anyway, not everyone and their brother was doing it back then. Now everyone knows. I think this is the the first generation that people are you know living and learning and and making a living all in the and digitally. I mean, you don't have to leave your house if you don't want to. Some of the stuff available to, available today was not even available five years ago. And you're, if it was, it was available in, in the larger cities. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all turns out. He he breaks down the numbers and, and explains a lot about it. And again, you can find that at flowingdata.com. And it's when Americans reach 100K in savings. He's talking specifically about millennials from age 23 to 37 so yeah that's that it wasn't really a piece of news but it showed up on my news feed and i thought you would be interesting in hearing it so i'm going to go over one more thing and this is interesting it it comes from it's actually on medium 10.medium.com or medium.com you can type in a DNA database containing data from 23andMe and Ancestry is vulnerable to attacks. Well, surprise, surprise. So I'm going to read a couple of the paragraphs, and again, you can find that on medium.com. But by one estimate, more than 26 million people have mailed their saliva in a plastic tube to get their DNA analyzed by genetic testing companies like 23andMe, Ancestry DNA, my heritage, so on and so forth. And more than a million of them have also uploaded their genetic information to a popular third-party website called GDMatch to see what DNA they have in common with others in the database. Now computer scientists at the University of Washington have revealed that using GDMatch comes with serious security risk. Security risk. In a paper posted this week, researchers demonstrated that it's possible to extract genetic details of any individual in the database, leaving their data vulnerable to leaks or hacks. As more people take DNA tests and third-party genetic genealogy databases grow, the risk of new kinds of biological and cyber attacks also increases. In the wrong hands, a person's genetic data 
can be used for discrimination or extortion and implications are even greater if entire databases are leaked. So it kind of like goes back to the, you know, that show on Black, the, the Black Mirror. If you haven't looked that up, I, I urge you to do so. I think it's on Amazon. I haven't watched it in a while. But I think they had a, a, an episode like this. I mean, you're really putting yourself out there. Not only are you creating a file for yourself by, you know, telling, you know, by telling Facebook what you like, what you don't like, the, the things you're commenting on, the 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 websites you visit, your your if you talk if you use Facebook Messenger or just whatever, you're basically creating a master file for yourself, and you just put the icing on the cake when you submit your DNA to these mega computers and these supercomputers. So I mean, you just need to be very very careful. I'm not saying I'm against it or I'm not saying I'm for it, but you just need to be very, 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 very careful because you're basically feeding the, the supercomputers. And, you know, as super as these computers get faster and faster and faster, think quantum computers, which, you know, Google is working on now. They actually had a major development, not that a few days ago, a week, week, week or two ago. Anyway, they're going to really be able to crunch these numbers and, and pinpoint exactly who you are. You know, and who you are today might not be who you are 10 years from now or five years from now when you might have to answer to, to everything. So I think you just need to be real careful out there and submitting your, your, your DNA. to the, You're basically submitting, like I said, to a computer, a supercomputer. So I think you need to be careful, like I said. And if you want to find that article, it's on 10.medium.com and... Just type in DNA or DNA database or whatever. And also, if you haven't looked up a Black Mirror, look it up. I think you you know you, you probably might you might enjoy it a little bit. It gives you kind of like a, a dystopia uh, of what the, a dystopian nightmare, I guess, so to speak, of what things could be like in the future. Probably not far into the future. Okay, so. I'm going to take a short break. I will be with you in just a moment. Keep in mind that you can find all of my notes from this episode, the websites that I've mentioned, at digipire.com slash episode 28. You can also sign up for our email list there. Uh, if you want to be notified of special podcasts or I send special things to the ebooks that, that I've written or found to the email list and just give you a little special treats, you know, especially since it's Halloween. We're all about, anyway, hold, hold on a second. Okay. So you can also find our podcast at, and you can listen to them live at digipire.com at slash podcast. I'll be right with you. Okay, I was going to go over some of the websites I found that I, you know, thought you might be interested in. I was going to analyze them and 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 explain whether whether I would build it or buy it. You know, sometimes it's better to to buy a business that's already been established and generating money as opposed to building it from scratch. 
because like I've said, like I've said many, many times, there's an opportunity cost to our time. And sometimes it's it's better to to go with something that has a proven track record. So anyway, I'm not going to I'm not going to have time to, to, to go over that tonight, but it's part of the Builder Bias series. And I actually have some websites on the, the digipire.com where I've analyzed and gone in and, and crunched the numbers. So you can find that on digipire.com. And you can also find Shopify stores because I've been interested in, in purchasing Shopify stores. You can buy them from exchangemarketplace.com. But, you know, again, it's buyer beware. You have to be careful. There's a lot of, you don't want to be a victim of one of those gotcha moments. So I'm going to talk a little bit more. I'm actually going to have an entire podcast that I de dedicate to that and where I go over some of my favorites. So, okay, if you give me just a, a few brief moments, we're going to get right in to episode 28 on this All Hallows Eve. And it's how to, what's the name of this episode? Hold on a second. What's the name of this episode? Just a second. Episode 28, The Best Tools to Spy on Your Competition. I'll be right with you. Okay, so now with the question and answer, if you guys are still with me, I know it's Halloween, even though I think that the weather's been bad here in my part of the world, and I think they even canceled trick-or-treat until, like, tomorrow or, or maybe Saturday, I'm not sure. But I mean, they did cancel trick or treat. The the wind's howling here, and it's a nasty, nasty weather. I actually kind of like it. I'll, I'll, you guys already know, but already, I'll kind of like the the cool, windy weather and all that. So this is my kind of weather. But yeah, so the question and answer session. This is episode. This is from. These are questions I've had from episode 22, and it's part of our business ideas series and making. It's about making money with viral sites. And what I mean by that, viral sites are sites that you that people are sharing on Facebook, uh, sharing on any kind of on Pinterest or anything like that. And they kind of get momentum that way. But they can also get momentum by advertising or getting traffic from from places like tabula.com or or content.ad or places like that. So you can kind of give them a head start. So I'm going to answer a few questions from that and then talk about the news. So the first question I had is, do you have to build it on WordPress? It meaning the, the viral site. And no, you absolutely don't, but I highly recommend that you do because your life is going to be a whole lot easier if you if you build out your publishing empire on WordPress. I highly recommend that that you play around with that you tinker with it and and you know it's pretty easy to learn. you just have to have it's you know have to just have to do it. It's pretty easy. you don't have to learn how to code or anything like that. Even though if you do, it's always helpful. You never can, that, that never hurts when you're doing stuff like this. But if you have access to someone who can build a website, a WordPress website for you, use them if at all possible. But the best thing is to do is to tinker with it and play yourself because that's going to be the best way to build your publishing empire. And publishing empire, I mean, you know, building websites, these viral driven websites, you know, AdSense related websites that, 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 
use AdSense as, for advertising blogs, your your apps that you build for for Android or iTunes or Apple or whatever. All of, all of that goes into building goes into your digital as your intellectual property portfolio, your Kindle books, just anything uh, that exists in the cloud or exists virtually is what I'm talking about. And that's the whole premise of this website and this podcast and all of that. So I would highly recommend that you learn how to use WordPress. Like I said, it's not that hard, but you also can build websites using Joomla. It's another CMS or content management system that people use, or you can hand code it by doing HTML. There's a lot of HTML editors out there that you can build websites with, which is what I started out with. But I don't recommend it for the the non-technical people. But, you know, if you're willing to learn and you have the patience and all that stuff, then I would go with WordPress and learn how to use it. So that's that. And so the next question is kind of segues into this question. How much would it be to have someone build the site for you? And, again, uh, I wouldn't uh, – maybe $50 to a hundred uh, for someone to build like a bare bones basic site for you. You can find those people at freelancer.com, fiverr.com and just be patient. A lot of times you can find even templates, things that are already, that are already built and you just kind of upload the theme and that kind of thing. So you can, you could probably do it for less than a hundred dollars and that's just like a 50 to a hundred, which, you know, eats into your profits. So, you know, sometimes it might take some time for you to, 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 you know, for the site to make money, but yeah, 50 to a hundred dollars, I would say is a fair amount. Anything more than that you want, you want, you don't want to pay any more than that's for you. Like a bare bones, getting the, the, the website built and, and the necessary plugins and, and all that kind of thing, which I'm surprised no one asked about that, but that's something I'll have to go into later, but about the plugins that you use, but no one did. So anyway, and the next question is, how can you get traffic to viral sites? And that's what I'm talking. That's what I was talking about previously. You can go to sites such as Tubula.com or Content Ad, Content .ad. Yes, that's a that's a valid TLD .ad instead of .com. And so those are the two that I use. You get traffic from that and to your viral site. And you put, you can put, you can add, you can monetize it in many different ways. And I don't recommend using AdSense because they are, they are sticklers on original content. And a lot of the, this, a lot of the, the content that you will be building the site with is, is basically, uh, which are, is, what's what I'm looking for? I can't think today. It's storming outside and I'm worried about being disconnected, but, or the wind's blowing real hard. Uh, What's what I'm looking for? Curated. It's basically going to be curated content that you're going to to be posting on these on these viral sites, and that's something that, that's how you get your content. But that was another question: How do you get content for the viral sites? What do you what do you put on there? And you cur curate the content. So, for example, I have a website called Landlord's Journal. Uh, you can get content. You can write it yourself, or you can curate content from. There's all kinds of different sources. And I'm not sure if I'll put that on the the page notes or not, but there's all kinds of different sources that you curate content from. And curate curate just means you're you're copying someone else's uh, pay or someone else's work and adding your annotations. So, for example, if I wrote a blog post about 
uh, let's see, making money online. I wrote a blog post about it, and you wanted to put it on your website. You would you would copy it onto your website or your a post within WordPress, and you would give me you would give me proper credit with a link back to my site, possibly depending on whatever the terms are from the website you are using the content from. And then you would write your annotations. So, for example, annotations meaning your comments or or whatever you want to say about it. And then you would uh, – but AdSense doesn't like that. They, Google doesn't like that. They want it all to be original content. They frown on that. But the good thing is if you submit a site with Google, they will tell you that it wasn't approved before the way it was before several years ago. Like when I first started, if you made a mistake like that, they would just ban you and you're done and there's no warning or anything. So they check your site. They check the sites for policy violations from the beginning and you'll know firsthand you'll know first you'll know before the site goes live whether it stands in google's good graces or not so yeah and that was the last question can can you use adsense on viral sites and that the answer is usually no however if you if you use original content, which you can hire ghostwriters and there's all kinds of ways to get original content, as long as it's not machine generated, then you can. But if you're just curating content and going that route, then I would highly recommend that, that you stay away from AdSense. You can use, you can join a CPA network. You can sell eBooks, you know, uh, on your site and kind of keep it with your own little, within your own ecosystem. That way you have more control maybe. CPA ads or cost per action ads, there's a lot of CPA ads networks out there. You can go to something like maxbounty.com. They are a good place to, to find offers and you get paid for someone, you know, giving their email address or filling out a form or whatever. So it's pretty easy stuff and you get paid for it. So it's so they don't actually have to complete a sale or make a purchase. They just have to to complete an action. And again, that action can be giving them their email address, their name. And therefore, a long time ago, when I first got started with CPA ads, someone typed in or someone put in their zip code, you know, and they had you got a dollar fifty or two dollars or whatever. And God, those are the days because I made so much. I, I mean, I did very well doing that. And so you type in, if you ever want to, to look into that, type in zip code CPA or, you know, something like that. And you'll hear a lot of stories about the good old days. I see those offers every once in a while again, but it's not like it was. So, yeah, I would stay away from AdSense. If you decide to build a viral-driven site, I would focus on CPA, CPA ads with networks such as maxbunny.com or selling your own ebooks or things off ClickBank or, or stuff like that. So there's a lot of little things, a lot of things that you that you need to learn about that. You know, like with anything, with any new business or just anything, you need to study, 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 study. You you kind of like need to live it and and breathe it because if you're not interested in it, if you don't like it, if it's if you think it's too hard or whatever, then you're you're not going to follow through. But I promise you, if you if you do like it and you do enjoy it and you, and you like a challenge, I mean, this stuff is very it can be very challenging, and it's definitely not for everyone. Uh, some people, that's why people fail, because they don't they, they don't want to stick with it. And they don't want to, to take the time it needs to take to learn this stuff. And it's not easy. I mean, everybody, you know, all the, the gurus want you to think that it's easy, 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 easy money, easy money, easy money, easy money. You can put up a website and make millions. That's not the case. Uh, you need to you need to know. You need to learn how to, you need to know, you need to know how the, the, 
the back end of things works, at least have a, a general understanding. I mean, like for myself, I, I consider myself like a general contractor in the, the virtual world, you know, and, the, and it's uh, kind of like, you know, when you're building a house or building a anything in the analog world, if you're if you're a construct if you're a construction company, you know the, the the general contractor doesn't know how to do each particular job. You know he has an idea of how to do it, but he doesn't you know know exactly how to do it. He doesn't do it better than than someone who who does that exclusively. So I know a lot of different things about I know a little bit of, about a lot of different things. I don't know how to code. So if I had a problem with a website or I had a project that that required some some in-depth knowledge or skills that I don't, I don't have, then I would seek out someone who who had that skill, and I can I can I can articulate what I want because I have a general understanding of how everything works. So you have to be able to to speak the language, and a lot of times that comes simply with experience and just sticking with it. So anyway, I'm, I'm spending too much time on this already. So if you want to find out about viral sites uh, and learn and learn and, and listen to my discussion on them and how you can you too can create your own little publishing empire, your own little virtual network or your virtual net business virtual network of businesses, you can find out more information about that at digitalpire.com/episode22. And now we're going to go on with the news. If you just give me a few short moments for a short break. I have something I need to attend to very, very quickly, and I'll be right with you. Okay, so if you have an internet business and you've ever wondered why your competitors are outranking you or getting more social network attention, then you need to listen up. I'm going to talk about some tools that will help you learn all that you can about your competitors. Some of them you can use for free, and if you want to get, and some of them you have to pay if you want to get more detailed information or more information. Uh, by by you know by looking at your competitors and studying them, you can you can start creating your own marketing strategy for your own content and the adjustments that you may need to make, if any. So the first one I want to talk about is SpyFu, and SpyFu lets you analyze your competitors' most profitable keywords, and that's very very important, especially if you're paying for 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 internet for internet traffic. You want to to know what your competitors are doing and if what they're doing is increasing their bottom line because you can trust me you can blow through an adwords which is a google google adwords very very quickly if you don't know what you're doing so something like spy spyfu.com will give you will let you analyze the keywords that they're using in their in their pay-per-click campaigns and So you can export the keywords, uh, you know, to, to use as you wish. And yeah, so spyfu.com is definitely you can act, you can you can analyze organic search and as well as paid search, and it'll give you the the average the, the average search volume, the average position, the number of days that was seen, so the number of days that they have been using that keyword. And that's the number that you really want to pay attention to because 
if that number is very high, you know, if it's like three or four months or five months, uh, you better bet that they're making money on that keyword. Not all the time, because, I mean, but generally speaking, that is some, that's a keyword that, that you'd want to, to, to take or take note of. Because, like I said, you can blow through uh, AdWords budget, a, a pay-per-click budget, very, very quickly if your keywords are not targeted just right. And that's something that you want to avoid. Okay, I'm quickly running out of time. I'm only allow, allotted 45 minutes, and I'm running out of time to go over. So I'm gonna go through these very, very quickly. Another, another good place to spy on your competition is SEMrush.com. You can there, you can get a, an idea of what their backlink profile is, and their backlink profile is important because that's how they get their searches and traffic. So if you want to study, excuse me, study what their study their backlinks, SEM, SEM Rush is another one as a good place to start a good place to study where people are advertising is similarweb.com that's s-i-m-i-l-a-r-w-e-b.com and that'll give you an idea of where they're advertising and you know all of that kind of thing so you, rest assured that if they're advertising in any one place during like the time that that ad is Probably working for them, so that's a, a neat one that that you can play around with. I play around with that a lot. So I'm not going to have enough time to go over the rest of these. You can visit the the show notes. I will post them either today or tomorrow. The places where you can spy on your competition. Like I said, the, the time has just escaped me, and I'm not going to have time. To, to finish the rest of them, I've yet to master the, the time on this podcast. But anyway, you can check out all of the links that I that that I use to spy on my competition at digitpyrocom slash episode 28. And I will try to have a few annotations for each one of them, my comments for each one of them, and how I use that to the... To, to its maximum potential. So that is all I have for you today. Our time is quickly running out to be with each other. So whether you are starting your weekend tomorrow or Saturday, I hope that you have a good one. And I will see you here, same time, same place for episode 29. And what are we going to be talking about? I can't remember. My computer's freezing up. And I think I'm going to lose power at any time. But you can you can check out the blog at digipire.com slash podcast. And I will you can see all of our upcoming shows there as well as listen to all of our previous shows that we've had over the past several months. So again, enjoy the rest of your Halloween. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.